Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I know I've been gone for a week. I also know that right now Gonzaga is playing against Oklahoma. The NCAA tournament is underway. Uh, day four and that many of your brackets are busted but hopefully you've been following the blood bank guarantees because we have been on a roll right off the top. Up to $1,000 no risk wager Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, Tennessee, Michigan, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. 10 different states now FanDuel.com slash Clay Go get signed up FanDuel.com slash Clay Up to $1,000 No risk right now for first wagers Plus, trust me on this incredible offer coming for new users tomorrow You're going to be able to wager $5 and win back $150 on the NCAA tournament That offer up tomorrow You can go sign up today and have it ready to roll at FanDuel.com slash Clay. Let's be honest on what we have seen so far. The Big Ten has collapsed. Already seven of its nine teams are eliminated before we even get to the two that are later to play tonight. Maryland and also Michigan. The other seven have already been beaten including tremendous upsets of Ohio State, of Purdue, of of Iowa. All these different teams falling to the wayside Illinois we'll talk about that in a moment in a hurry the hope was that the Big Ten would be able to have two teams in the Final Four the reality is the Big Ten may not have but one team in the Sweet 16 and if LSU plays well they may not have any at all so let me go ahead and tap the veins here Blood Bank guarantee 3-0 so far In the NCAA tournament I told you to take Oregon State I told you to take LSU and I told you to take Arkansas all three days in a row. Today's blood bank guarantee is LSU. I gave it out this morning on my radio program. LSU plus five going up against uh, Michigan. I think there's a good chance LSU wins this one outright. Get rich boys and girls. Get rich kids. Tap the vein. LSU plus 5 against Michigan. Pac-12 on the other hand has completely dominated has not yet lost in the NCAA tournament. Larry Scott gets removed and the Pac-12 suddenly can do no wrong. It is remarkable to see how well the Pac-12 has been playing. Those are I think by far the two biggest takeaways from the NCAA tournament as we now have effectively six games remaining. I'm checking the score as we speak in that game between uh, the Zags and uh, Oklahoma and with five minutes to play the Zags are up 10 and appear as if they are going to be cruising into uh, the Sweet 16. They have been up by double digits for much of this game. All right. Uh, So That is my big takeaway of the NCAA tournament so far. I'll get into a couple of different uh, details there in a bit. Deshaun Watson. This is a massive story that I believe the vast majority of people in the sports media either are intentionally avoiding because it's awkward or they are unable to understand how significant it is. Twelve different women have accused Uh, Deshaun Watson of sexual assault and are planning to file or have filed civil lawsuits in this case. Up to 
22 is the most recent number I have heard have reached out to Tony Busby the plaintiff's lawyer in this case to say that they believe they were also sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson. Reports are that the, uh, the clients who had filed these civil claims have also now they were supposed to today turn over information to the Houston Police Department and their attorney Tony Busby is requesting a grand jury to examine the behavior of Deshaun Watson and determine whether or not criminal charges should be brought in this case. Now there's a wide range of potential outcomes but most of them at this point are bad for Deshaun Watson. The question is how bad is it going to get? Now to be fair it's possible that it's going to come out that these 12 women are all lying that they conspired that they colluded. It's possible. I've never seen it happen before with this many women answering issues of this significant of a nature but it's possible that this could happen. If it does then I just think these women should all be charged with the maximum penalty under the law. Period. Okay? If you lie about sexual assault cases or any case civil or criminal to me and are proven to have been lying you need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I think however that is very unlikely because we just never have seen it happen before. We've seen a lot of he said, she said I can't remember a time where 12 different women were all proven to have made up an allegation in an effort to get money and put pressure on a famous person. Haven't seen it. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. Just me wearing my lawyer hat I've never seen it yet. So really this is a three front war now for Deshaun Watson. The civil cases which potentially could cost him money. The criminal cases if they emerge which potentially could cost him his freedom and on top of that also you have to contemplate the NFL's own personal conduct policy investigation which based on the precedent of prior cases involving Antonio Brown Ezekiel Elliott Ben Roethlisberger among others it seems likely that there will be significant punishment that would likely to come from the NFL as well including I believe what is likely to be a significant suspension at the absolute best for Deshaun Watson. This also is unlikely to be a conspiracy to me because I believe in conspiracies but usually somebody benefits from a conspiracy occurring. What do I mean by that? That means somebody has something to gain. I don't see anybody gaining here. Let me explain why. Deshaun Watson's trade value is severely curtailed. That means the Texans are not going to get anywhere near what he potentially would be worth if anyone is even willing to trade for him. Uh, For the Houston Texans why would they undercut the value of their prized asset as well as set him up for a suspension when there is clearly nothing to be gained here particularly if criminal investigations happen we could be talking about Deshaun Watson facing time in prison and not playing for multiple years. Just doesn't add up. On top of that I don't believe any other team would be involved in a conspiracy because who's going to be able to trade for someone with this many outstanding issues potentially of a criminal and or civil nature you just can't 
create this kind of situation. So, I believe Deshaun Watson is painted into an incredibly difficult corner here. I think most people are not talking about it because either they're not sophisticated enough to talk about it which is true for certain members of the sports media or because it doesn't fit preconceived narratives of victimization. Because who are you going to pick on the victimization pyramid here? Is it the 12 women the majority of whom are minority and relatively powerless or is it the powerful black quarterback who is the victim? This does not have an easy victim and hero mentality narrative structure and so as a result you have two different identities colliding and the sports media which is very often identity driven cannot choose which side of the heroism scale they're going to pick because if they take Deshaun Watson's side they're alienating hashtag believe all women if they take believe all women they are alienating the maligned black quarterback historically so they end up angering one element of the woke community no matter what they do. That is, I believe, why so little is being discussed despite the fact that Deshaun Watson to my knowledge has more dangerous risk factors in play here from the NFL at a minimum from the civil courts and maybe also from the criminal courts before all is said and done. Guys, you could sketch out a scenario where Deshaun Watson's career as an NFL player is over. That could happen arising from all of these claims. I'm not saying it will. I'm not trying to set probabilities on it. Best case scenario for Deshaun Watson all these women are proven to be liars. Worst case scenario his career could be over. Those are the stakes with which we are talking about in this particular situation right now. I'm going to continue to update you on it. Outkick will as well because I think there are a lot of people who frankly aren't covering this because they're not sophisticated enough to and also because it doesn't fit their preconceived narrative and victimization uh, mindset. Uh, The Outkick 360 has launched. I want to thank those guys for getting underway. Paul Kaharski, Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow. First week in the books they are doing a fantastic job. You can go subscribe to the podcast you can get up and rolling with them. Uh, A lot of fun daily 12 Eastern 11 o'clock Central 10 o'clock Mountain 9 o'clock Pacific they are going to do a good job every single day as we work towards building out our own over the top network with OutKick. I'm excited to have those guys. Did you guys see this story? Woke sports writers have gone insane and lost their minds. Did you see Pat Forty's tweet from courtside at the NCAA tournament it doesn't even make sense. COVID has truly driven many sports writers insane. Pat Forty tweeted not saying this is a causal relationship but the three coaches who seemed the least interested in wearing their masks this season were Brad Underwood Bob Huggins and Chris Beard gone, gone, gone. What a weird thing to tweet courtside from the NCAA tournament. First of all how insane are you if you are so obsessed with masks that you are not watching the actual game you are watching the coaches and how they are wearing their masks. Secondly these guys had incredibly successful regular seasons. So are you suggesting that somehow the mask caught up with them 
in the postseason? That is illogical. It is insane. It is an irrational take. It is a Corona Bro on steroids take from Pat Forty and many other sports media members who have followed his lead. And on top of all this, if COVID is so incredibly dangerous, why are you traveling and covering any sporting event at all when you could theoretically watch it on television and write about it just like everyone else? If it's too dangerous in your opinion to play sports, how can you possibly justify traveling to cover sports when your job is clearly ancillary to the larger universe of these games taking place? It's a fantastic question that most sports media guys like Pat Forty and others continue to dodge. And by the way, I know Pat Forty personally and I like him. He seemed totally normal to me until COVID drove him insane such that he's sitting courtside obsessively watching to see whether or not coaches are wearing masks in an arena where none of the players are wearing masks. Alright? This is cosmetic theater. It makes no sense to have none of the players wearing masks to have none of the players in the huddle wearing masks and to have a coach wearing a mask it honestly is 100% nonsensical. So is the focus. Uh, Moyola of Chicago Sister Jean is working her black magic again and Illinois was the victim Porter Moser I think very likely could be getting a big offer to become the next head coach of Indiana and if he says no to it I think there's an intriguing question about whether Loyola of Chicago could start to build a program somewhat similar to what Gonzaga has been able to build on the West Coast because I think Loyola of Chicago has a good chance to make another run to the Final Four this year if you look at the way that bracket is set up. There was nothing fancy about the beatdown that they put on Illinois. Look, let's be honest. When you look at that, at that, uh, at that statistical sheet Loyola of Chicago dominated everything. Higher percentage from the field they shot better percentage from three out-rebounded out-stole out-blocked they won every single statistical category fewer turnovers than we saw show up from from Illinois. Loyola of Chicago I think is going to win that that, uh, corner that region. I think they're going to beat Oregon State and then I think they're going to beat Houston or is it Syracuse whoever Houston has to play I think they're going to be into the Final Four. Did you see the situation that arose with uh, Eric Musselman going head-to-head with Todd Furman who said there was a huge coaching mismatch in the Texas Tech and Arkansas game Uh, and Musselman teed off on Todd Furman after the game. I don't know if you saw this yet. Encourage you to go read it on OutKick. Also encourage you in about, what, 20 minutes to flip on your televisions and enjoy the fun that we should have at Furman's expense on Fox Bet Live surrounding all of this. Uh, It is one heck of a takedown by Musselman who now is in great shape by the way Arkansas into the Sweet 16. Congratulations to them. For the first time since 1996 it's been 25 years since Arkansas was into the Sweet 16 and they have a great chance to go to the Elite 8 because they are playing 
against Oral Roberts who beat Ohio State and Florida saw a good tweet to say the last time that somebody beat up on Ohio State and Florida back-to-back like this his name was Urban Meyer. Um, Oregon State also chirped back at me uh, after Oregon State beat Oklahoma State. I called them a scrub team and called out Tennessee which I stand by for their performance. The volunteer performance on Friday was atrocious. Congratulations however to the Beavers on their first Sweet 16 appearance since 1982 as they took down Tennessee and Oklahoma State. Texas How about the Longhorn Shaka Smarts team falling completely apart down the stretch and throughout the game against Abilene Christian absolute ice water in the veins from the guy who drained two free throws with 1.4 seconds left that by the way cost me a lot of money on Fox Bet Live and the weekly championship Uh, but incredible win for Abilene Christian represents everything that we love about the tournament and so far by the way this tournament has had more upsets than any tournament ever we'll see whether or not the (coughs) chaos extends tonight (coughs) or whether it is going to potentially dry up going forward once the best teams are in to the Sweet 16. I felt awful about VCU not being able to play against Oregon. This was what we were all afraid of. Hopefully it's the only game that isn't played in the tournament and we don't end up with major issues going forward in uh, the Sweet 16. Uh, Finally, I was out in Utah. I had an incredible time out there. We have lots of OutKick fans in Utah. I was out at Park City last week. It's why I wasn't doing this show and I had an incredible time and encourage all of you if you get a chance beautiful state flew into Salt Lake had an incredibly easy drive out to Park City wife and kids were up on the slopes and snowboarding Uh, I went uh, dog sledding Uh, I uh, also went uh, sleigh riding Uh, we had an amazing time and the weather was pretty fantastic out there awesome family trip encourage you to check out Park City and want to close by telling you guys guess what? I am sitting in what I believe is the most comfortable chair that you can find anywhere. It is an absolute steal of a deal. xchairclay.com Go check it out right now. This thing has lumbar support. It has easily adjustable uh, uh, devices here. It is the most productive chair that I have ever sat in by which I mean a lot of you are working from home now and you know if you're sitting at a desk all day or you're working the comfort level of your chair is a big deal. What if you had massages? What if you had the ability to adjust it to your lumbar support like I do? You can get the best possible deal anywhere xchairclay.com Let me repeat that xchairclay.com It is a fantastic deal. Go to that website today and get yourself hooked up with the X chair the best chair that I have ever set in in my life. I've been sitting at desk for a while now running a bunch of different businesses. That one more time is xchairclay.com I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Get your bets in. Fanduel.com slash Clay. Tap the vein. LSU plus 5 is my pick tonight in the game against Michigan. I will be live on television on FS1 in 15 minutes. Thanks one more time for hanging with me here on OutKick the show.